thanks for tuning into this week's broadcast. I am Reverend Dr. Jamelvia Pettiford Martin, and I bring you greetings from River of Living Water, United Methodist Church, Jasper, Alabama. Our scripture lesson comes from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10, verses 44 through 48. Let us meditate on the utterances of God from the message translation. No sooner were these words out of Peter's mouth than the Holy Spirit came on the listeners. The believing Jews who had come with Peter couldn't believe that the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out on outsiders, non-Jews. But there it was. They heard them speaking in tongues, heard them praising God. Then Peter said, do I hear any objections? to baptizing these friends with water, they received the Holy Spirit exactly as we did. Hearing no objection, he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay on for a few days. The word of God for those who have listening ears. Thanks be to God. Today, I want to talk about the rest of the story, the gift of the promise. Let us pray. Abide in us, Holy Spirit. Abide in us with your love. Abide in us with your power. Abide in us that we might show love and compassion for all. As you have loved us, let us also love those. Abide in us that we might also hear and receive your gift of the promise and be endowed with power from on high. This is our prayer in the power and the authority of Jesus the Christ, our resurrected Lord. Amen and amen. As I read our scripture today, I went back into my thought patterns from long, long ago, and it brought back to me the radio broadcaster, Paul Harvey. Now, you had to be in the old age of 50 plus to remember Paul Harvey. He was an ABC News radio broadcaster. He was famous for his quotes and his factual newscast. One of his famous lines he would say in the end of his commentary at the midday broadcast was, and now you know the rest of the story. We see our lesson at the end of a story. The story of the Hebrew faith being turned upside down. Peter represents the Hebrew faith. The Jews only knew part of the story, only part of the plan of God. Adam and Eve disobeyed God and was thrown out of the Garden of Eden. For God to allow his creations back into the garden, God needed to prepare a people to reverse the curse of Adam. The nature of the dirt that he formed could not do this by themselves. 
Thus, God picked a human being named Abraham to be the father of his people, where God would choose one who could walk between heaven and earth. But until then, God gave Moses the law to keep the Israelites, the Hebrews, in line with God's rules and standards. By the way, they couldn't keep them. But in the fullness of time, God decided to send the incarnation of himself in the form of the man we call Jesus, truly human and truly divine. Jesus' mission on earth was to turn people back to God and give them a way of escape, a escape hatch back into paradise. Jesus accomplished this through his death, burial, and resurrection. Those Israelites that heard his message confessed their sins and believed in him were now ready to receive the gift of the promise. Peter was one of these Jewish believers who was called the disciples of the way. Simon Peter, an apostle, a sent one, walking in the anointing of the resurrected Christ. Peter, being a circumcised believer, a Jew, thought they were the only ones who had the right and the authority to the inheritance of God and the extravagant gift of the promise, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Jews had a tendency to look down on everyone else that was not part of their society. But in the midst of their story, there is another story that the Jews heard about but did not grasp. Jesus did not come from heaven and die on a cross and rise from the dead just for them. This awesome act of mercy and grace was for everyone. Which brings us to our text today. And now there's another part, another leg in the story, another chapter to know. It begins with a Roman military officer stationed in Caesarea as a captain of the Italian regiment. He was considered an outsider to the Jews because he was a Gentile. The law and prophets stated that the Jews are the children of God and of the promise and inheritance of Abraham. According to their law of society, this Roman military officer was unclean. But God had a plan to reunite all those who loved him with all their hearts their souls, their minds, and their understandings. 
and who would be called according to his purpose, they too would be heirs, joint heirs to the gift of the promise. God sends an angel to declare to Cornelius that God has seen his devotion and worship. God has seen his faithfulness to showing God's compassion and love for those in need with his generous giving. And God loved Cornelius, continuous conversation that they had daily. You see, Cornelius was the epitome of the image of a son of God, but he needed the rest of the story. He was missing the key elements that would bring him the key for him and his household to access the kingdom of God. This key was the extravagant gift of the Holy Spirit and the gift of salvation through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus the Christ. Cornelius knew nothing about the reason for God's only begotten son coming to earth to proclaim good news to the poor, to set the captives free, to restore sight to the blind, and giving the activity of the limbs to the lame. He didn't know that Jesus was the king and the good shepherd, the key to the kingdom, to be able to move into sonship with the Father, in which brought them power and authority to cry, Abba, Father. And when they cry, Abba, Father, they would be anchored unto the vine being joint heirs with Jesus. What an awesome task for Peter to be part of. Peter had to proclaim the good news to those whom he called unclean. Peter had to forget his traditions of calling things and people unclean and go against the norm of society and enter into a Gentile's house to proclaim the good news to a people who, for all practical terms, were not his people. And scripture records that while Peter's gift of proclamation was being stirred. The gift of the promise of the Holy Spirit fell on those Gentiles who were listening intensely and they began to praise God in another language, not their own. What a joyous time it was for the household of Cornelius and a baffling time for those that were with Peter, those circumcised believers. Cornelius, a Roman military officer 
who was an outsider, but now being made part of the family of God. In these 50 days of Easter season, we are to grow in our attitudes and in our attributes of God's character that Cornelius illuminated. As we wait to celebrate that extravagant gift of the promise, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we are called to grow these 50 days and to continue to mature in our commitment of worship and reverence of God. We are called to continue to mature in our compassion and love for all those in need and grow in our giving, becoming cheerful and generous givers. And also, we are called to grow and mature even the more in our conversation with God through our prayer life. This is our part of our waiting to receive our parents' gift, which will bring us joy unspeakable, even in the midst of the storms that we live in, in this post-pandemic world. Yes, we've gone through this past year, but hope is just around the corner. The hope of being born again and to commemorate the birth of us as the church, the called out assembly of God. No, not a building, but a people devoted and committed, giving, loving, and forgiving and being in conversation and intimate relationship with the triune God. It is my prayer that as you hear these utterances of the words of God, you too are being made ready to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with fire, which is our seal of God's approval of our love and compassion for him. Receive this key. Receive this key to the kingdom. In the name of the resurrected Lord Jesus. And now you know the rest of the story. Amen. Be blessed.